0: Welcome to Salaam Nerds Podcast. We do reviews and recaps of nerd culture, reality TV, and current events from this week.
1: Yo, 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 it's Salaam Nerds. <laughs> my name is Dean, a.k.a. I'm here, my boy. Yes.
2: We drop live episodes on YouTube
0: on Sundays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays at 10.30 p.m. Eastern. All episodes can also be found everywhere
1: podcasts are found. Thank you to all our supporters.
0: Please help us by subscribing and leaving a good review in Apple Podcasts and Spotify.
1: Yo yo yo, salam nerds! This your boy Neve's, aka Watchman Neve. and I'm here at my co-host Jazz, aka DJ Jazz One Thousand.
2: DJ Jazz 1000. Do I want to know what this is?
1: Jazz, we hit a 1000 subscribers here on YouTube, bro. Wow.
0: Hey. It
1: took us a we while to get here. Uh bro, it took us a while to get here, but we got here. And the cool thing about 1000 is that uh if we get a few more numbers up, we can get in their partnership and we can become uh paid, you know, people. People getting paid. What are those people called They get paid? Employees, <laughs> <You're> <laughs> right? Professionals, I don't know. Professionals, I don't know. I don't know what they're called, but we would be one of them. We would be one mm-hmm. of them. That'd be really, really cool. But yes, congrats to us for 1,000 subscribers on YouTube. We did it. I love YouTube, man. I, I, I feel like people who don't show up to the YouTube stuff uh, are missing out. They're definitely missing out.
2: Yeah, I agree. Like YouTube is where we can interact with y'all live and. You know, bring some of your comments on screen. Come come to YouTube, guys.
1: It's I great. know. It's so much fun because I like interacting with people. And uh, we had a new intro. Did you see the new intro? I did, yeah. We got some pictures <laughs> and stuff in there.
2: I like this comment right here, you know. Ruby's saying, turns out this podcast really late in real people time. She
1: yeah. said. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and people on the East Coast, man, we're always like, oh, God, the podcast is so late. Everyone else is like 9 o'clock, 8 o'clock their time. And I'm just like... Okay, but, like, I feel like 9 o'clock, 8 o'clock, people still got stuff to do. 10.30 is, like, the perfect time. It's like, you know, you, like, watched all your shows. You have nothing else to do. You're just resting, and you're going to just, you know, turn on YouTube and watch a couple of guys talk about current events, reality TV, and superheroes.
2: Yeah, I like it. That's why I'm here. I love it.
1: I love it. Yes, East Side is the best side. People in the comments love the East Side. That's right. <laughs> all right. Sorry, Jazz. Sorry. Yo, you got a new flag in your background. What's this flag about?
2: Oh, man. This is uh, an anime show that I watch called One Piece. Yeah. And the big news here is that, you know, the main character has like five transformations and we finally got to the fifth one after 20 years of watching the show. Wow. Yeah. In fact, some streaming sites went down yesterday just because there was so much demand for people trying to watch it. So it was great.
1: That's crazy. So, I just started uh, One Piece and I'm on episode 25. Uh, so, I got a long way to go. It's like a thousand episodes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I'm getting
2: there. Uh, I'm yeah, getting there. this is episode 1071. So, 1071. It was hype. Wow. Mm-hmm. I've been watching the show since I was 12 years old.
1: Damn. And I've been watching this show since we started the podcast. So, it's a long <laughs> time. Don't hour. worry.
2: Hour. In so, fact, I actually recommend a website called onepace.net. It cuts out all the bullshit and like all the filler, like animation in between scenes. So it'll speed it up quite a bit. I recommend that.
1: No, I need to take it in all and to take all of it in. All right. Good luck. <laughs> I want all 1,071 episodes. I don't want to miss any references.
2: Oh, trust me, you will love this show, man. Like, people think it's just a cartoon. No. There's
1: curse words in like the first season. And I was just yeah. like, what the hell? Uh, it's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was a little rough to get to the first 25. I'm not going to lie. The animation is is pretty old uh, since, you know, you did start it when you were 12. So I'm guessing the animation is a little old.
2: Yeah. Um, the show started in a- like 1999.
1: So yeah, it takes a little while to get used to the animation, get used to the way they're speaking and talking. Uh, but if you like shows like uh, One Piece and Avatar The Last Airbender, I would really recommend this new show called My Adventures with Superman on, uh, on a channel that I can't promote, technically. But it is uh, really cool. It's an anime version of Superman, and it's really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. All the characters are redesigned, and they're very, very different.
2: Yeah. Um, before we get into any news like that, because I know Rocky's going to join us shortly, uh, let's get the reality TV stuff out of the way.
1: All right. Let's do some reality TV stuff. All right. Listen. For our reality TV fans. By the way, Ruby, you finally watched an episode and you weren't on when we were talking about the one episode you actually watched. Like what happened <laughs> there? I was I was really disappointed that you didn't show up on in the comments on, on YouTube. All right. So remember there were two bachelorettes a few seasons ago, uh Gabby and Rachel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Turns out Gabby is gay. that was that came out of nowhere uh she just released that she is dating a woman now well good for her good for her right but like that was didn't see that coming that came out of nowhere she's dating a comedian named robbie hoffman and she was like she broke out in uh she broke the news in her instagram and she was like told you i was a girl's girl
2: (laughs) All right. Well, good for her. I hope she finds happiness and we wish her the best of luck.
1: Yeah. Maybe it's a good thing she didn't end up with any of the losers on her season because
2: maybe, <laughs> maybe this was I, the path for her all along. I had a lot of opinions about the guys on that season. So, yeah, good for her. You
1: think the guys were so bad that they just like turned her? <laughs>
2: <laughs> God damn.
1: Right? You never yeah. know.
2: Oh, man. You're that shit of a guy. <laughs>
1: They must have been horrible. Imagine being so horrible (laughs) that, yeah, she just switched teams.
2: Yeah, no comment.
1: (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Um, All right. The next Bachelor stuff that's going on in reality TV is uh, Caitlyn broke up with her fiancé, Jason Tetrick, uh, after four years of being together. And uh, Caitlyn was the Bachelorette maybe like – five years ago uh yeah i was like
2: i don't know who this is
1: (laughs) yeah she 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 got with this guy named sean and then i believe his name was sean or maybe i don't know i where's Anissa when you need her (laughs) i I know i know all the stuff is happening now but some of the stuff is so far like like after like five years i can't remember but she she dated this guy uh it didn't work out and then this guy was on jason was on a different season and they kind of met on her podcast, and they hit it off, and uh, they got together. Cool. Maybe I, I mean, just,
2: mm-hmm.
1: maybe I should start bringing on girls to the podcast, and maybe we can hit it off. <laughs> maybe this would be my next dating experiment. <laughs> just bring women onto the podcast and try to charm them.
2: <laughs> Don't you dare ruin our podcast with your horrible dating ideas. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I would have to be charming first <laughs> in order to do that. <laughs> oh uh, man you know i got into like a little fight in like in a group chat i don't know if you're in that group chat but was uh it Trey brownies or yeah yeah there were the there was some girl talking about like the barbie movie and some guy was just like i don't know trying to like what are the party poopers they're just like you know that movie is really just all about consumerism and this and that right and, and oh like, no
2: that, Not like every other movie in the world's about consumerism like
1: right and i'm like <laughs> And I and I was like, listen, I never hear any of this shit about consumerism when it's IP like Marvel, Super Mario, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Is always when it's a a girl or a female led project, uh, where you hear people all of a sudden become champions of like anti consumerism, which I which is sus. Uh, but yeah, and I kind of just plug my podcast. And I'm like, hey, if you guys really want to know what we think of Barbie, here's our podcast. And <laughs> we go in depth with the sociologist. And here's what we thought of Oppenheimer, where we go in depth with an engineer. You know, so it was, uh, I, I, I got into an argument with a few people, but I plugged our podcast. So even with, nice. even, even in these little fights, I find a way to plug our podcast. <laughs> nice.
2: Yes, That's no right. better way to deal with hate. I think you get people to come watch our podcast so we make more money and prove the consumerism point further.
1: (laughs) The the guy accused me of being a white knight and coming to the rescue of this girl. And I was like, I'm not coming to her rescue. I'm just plugging my podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Just like Ruby
2: says, all press is good press. (laughs)
1: All press is good press. All right. All right. Um, So that was reality TV news. But there is some more reality TV. Oh, speaking of Barbie, did you see what? Malala um, wrote in her Instagram? I did, yeah. She wrote, so Malala got in, you know how in most movie theaters they have a little Barbie box and people get in? She wrote with her husband, this Barbie has a Nobel Peace Prize and he's just Ken. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was really, really cute. And then he commented under, and that's enough. <laughs>
2: yeah, perfect. Great. I he got that. the point of the movie.
1: He got the point of the movie. We We, we love that. We love that um and then um there's some weird stuff going on right now man have you heard the stuff about lizzo
2: i have and oh my god that's so weird yeah i didn't expect that from her
1: right like like we were championing lizzo when she was on the mandalorian we were like all right all the people were hating on lizzo and we were just like yo w- lizzo's the best um uh, maybe maybe not so much <laughs>
2: If these allegations are true, man, it looks real bad for her. Like, So
1: here's the thing, right? Um, so these allegations seem to be true. And then a lot of people who are not related to this lawsuit also came out and said that they're true. And I know somebody who has it on good authority that it is true. And this person has been on our podcast before.
2: Oh, Damn.
1: Yeah, this person has been on our podcast. She is an actor. She is in the industry. Uh, well, that narrows it down. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>! <laughs> Oops. But, yes, I did uh, hear her say that she isn't surprised about the little stuff, and she's heard stuff for a while. I mm. don't know. I don't know. And, like, parts of it is, like, okay, a lot of these people, like, Beyonce, Lady Gaga, whoever it may be, these performers that put on shows, they expect excellence, right? Like they, they expect like you know everyone giving their top effort. Like to be a Beyonce backup dancer, you got to be like the best of the best. But like that abusive stuff and and the weight stuff, that is that is weird yeah. coming or from making somebody... them
2: walk like. 10 miles to like get cheesecake or something. Like okay,
1: that part was so weird. I thought that was a joke because if you ever watch the Chappelle show, there's a there's a skit that he does where like Diddy used to have a show called Making the Band back in the day. And mm-hmm. he'd be like, Go to Brooklyn and get me some Cambodian breast milk. <laughs> like he wouldn't make them do stuff like that. So when they said they would make him walk to get cheesecake, I thought they were making a reference to like the Chappelle show skit, but no, they actually did that. That's wild.
2: Oof. yeah um i guess we'll see what happens uh but yeah it's not looking good
1: that doesn't make any sense like first of all why walk right and like what's so good about this cheesecake like i don't know because i am in the area and i kind of want to try the cheesecake i want to know what's so good about it
2: <laughs> i've been brooklyn cheesecake site, so yeah i don't know
1: uh, uh, Anik said it was cookies and com, com, uh com, com, Cambodian Bresno. Cambodian breast yeah. milk. That's God. right. Uh about what he says women spend more money, and if the wage gap closes, women's money becomes more powerful. So maybe be scared of that. Oh, about the guy who uh uh didn't like that the movie was female Um mm-hmm. Carlos is in the comment. We love Carlos, no one gets plugged like the lumners. <laughs>
2: yes. Listen, and we're gonna I- plug Carlos. Like Carlos is great, he's with the agents of fandom podcast, amazing.
1: We, we love Carlos, and mm-hmm. Carlos is one of the funniest guys I know. And every time Carlos plugs us, uh, an angel gets his wings. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man, that'd be
0: awesome.
1: All right. So that was a bunch of the, uh, the Lizzo news, which, oh, man, I don't know, man. I, that part, I'm hurt by, by it. Yeah. You know? uh, but, like, you would think, right, from her, that it would be the last thing you expect, the last thing.
2: Yeah, I'm going to hold my breath there, so we'll see.
1: Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of people on TikTok who do, like, allegations and stuff, and they, like, go through their actual, like, list of, like, legal documents and stuff and say, like, what's really happening and how bad is it? And someone said, yeah, it's bad.
2: Yeah, no, I believe it. I've seen the documents and, yeah. yeah, I'm not happy. Like, I, I was a big Lizzo stand, and this is just not okay.
1: I know, Ugh, yeah. that's really sad. Um, speaking of sad news, um, few people it passed away, few people passed away this week, bro. Paul Rubens, yeah. Pee Wee Herman, RIP. That was that was pretty sad. Um, I was a big fan of Pee Wee's Big Adventure, the one where the bike got stolen. Yeah. <laughs> as, someone, as someone whose bike got stolen a lot, that movie really hit home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: No, Pee Wee was always a part of my childhood, like just, yeah. you know, like him, Fred Rogers, like, yeah. when these kinds of greats pass away, it, it hurts a bit more than just like anyone else. So, yeah.
1: That, did you know, like, there were a lot of big stars in the Pee Wee Herman uh, show? Like, uh, Lawrence Fishburne was a cowboy on that show. I had no idea. Yeah, he used to wear, like, sparklers and a pink. Uh, pants and like a cowboy hat, like Lawrence Fishburne was on there, and then John Singleton was a PA on that show, and that's where Lawrence Fishburne met John Singleton, and John Singleton was just John Singleton was just a PA, and he goes, "Hey man, uh, I'm gonna make movies one day. I'm in film school, and one day I'm gonna make a movie just for you." And then you know what happened? Wow. John Singleton wrote Boys in the Hood, and he wow, and, and he cast Lawrence Fishburne in that role and executive wanted to use somebody else. And he fought for Lauren Fishburne to be in that movie. Wow. That's crazy, right?
2: Yeah. That's, that's amazing.
1: That's so crazy. So you never know where you might meet people, man. That's
2: insane. Damn, dude. Like, but that's really cool that after all this time, they like that came through.
1: Yeah. And he was just a PA and he said like him and, uh, Lawrence Fishburne just hit it off, and like while he was talking to Lawrence Fishburne, Lawrence Fishburne was like, "Oh, I'm gonna get get a coffee. Do you want one?" And he brought him back some coffee. So like imagine like a big star like well he was probably wasn't a big star back then, but still like the, he said the the atmosphere of that crew was so nice. It felt like a family. So you had like somebody who's a star getting coffee for a PA, and they were just talking about how great that was.
2: That's amazing. Yeah, you don't uh, see that often. So that that's really cool.
1: Yeah, and he's been in, like, a bunch of other stuff, too, people I mean, he had a resurgence after uh, he got blacklisted for a while for doing some inappropriate stuff in a movie theater, um, which I didn't even know those kind of movie theaters existed. That's just weird. But, like, what else would you do in a movie theater? I don't know. That's just <laughs> weird as hell. The 90s were a weird time. <laughs> I can't believe people had these theaters.
2: No comments.
1: <laughs> the 90s were a weird time. Uh, <laughs> that was wild. Um, also, speaking of uh, that, um, Angus Cloud passed away and i don't think you watch euphoria jazz but he was literally the best character on euphoria like he was probably one of the only reasons i watched he was such a good actor he was so chill uh, before his break in uh euphoria he was literally just like, a waiter like he was a waiter in brooklyn like people have videos of him cleaning their tables before he became like a big star and it's just sad that like he passed away and I, uh mental health issues and stuff. Man, is really sad. I think his dad passed away,
2: uh a little bit before. And yeah, this guy was what twenty five or something. Twenty five, man, like a baby. Yeah, I saw the news. I, I yeah, I don't watch Euphoria, but I did see the news about this one. And yep, that hurts too. Like he's younger than both of us. Like
1: wow, he's such a great talent, man. Like he had a future. He had a huge future, but. I don't know, man. That's that. Um, I'd really I don't want to recommend that show, to be honest. It's, been, it's not a great show, but his acting in there is, is really, really good. Maybe look up like YouTube clips of his scenes because he he was a great actor. He it was it was a big loss.
2: Yeah, so, I'll definitely do that then at least. Yeah. Well, Speaking of actors, um, Give me some happy news now.
1: No, no, we're not in happy news yet There's some so (laughs) right, fine, you want want me to skip the bad one and go to a a happy one? I was gonna wait for Rocky To get here before we do the happy stuff
2: Okay, well, then you know what? Leave the sadness. Like, let's go with more of it.
1: More sadness. Let's do a little bit more sadness, all right? Um, there's a lot of bad news this week, man. I don't know if <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. I'm so nervous.
2: <laughs> I'm laughing because you're laughing. Like, it's so bad. <laughs>
1: there's so much bad news this week. What is going on here? Um, all right, lay it on me. Stephen Amell. Uh, I don't know if you heard about him. He was Green Arrow on Yeah, show and Arrow. he was going to
2: be Erdogan. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and he was supposed to be on this new show called Heels. And, yeah, man, he is saying some messed up stuff, man. He is not being super supportive of the strike. He said he thought it was stupid. (sighs) Like, people are calling him a scab. And, like, he was promoting a lot of of his uh, TV show on social media. And then he took it off. Uh, so first of all, he was actually scabbing in terms of actually promoting this. And then he was saying he, d- he didn't think it's useful and he thinks it's like, you know, reductive. And here's the thing. Yes, striking is difficult and it hurts both people. But that's the point. That's the point of it. Right. And like you don't also how are you going to say something is dumb and not offer another solution or another way? You're just critiquing something. Which is really your our, best job. That's yeah, our I mean, job that's We're our job We're here to critique mm-hmm. but like if you're gonna critique something like like even when we do it for TV shows, right? if we critique something, I show an example of like where they've done it better,
2: yeah, right really one of our biggest critiques of most shows like it's six episodes do more episodes. It's not hard. <laughs>
1: that is, that is our biggest critique. Six episodes. Yeah. Right. And then you can, that critique is valid because other shows have done more episodes and we can see it being clearly successful like Andor.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Uh, he did try to apologize and explain it better, but I, I read that apology and it actually, honestly, that apology made it seem worse.
2: <laughs> yep, <laughs> it's like Unique said, Yeah. He tried to apologize and didn't make it any better. Carl's saying. He said it in a. He said it was reductive in a way that makes you think he doesn't know what the word reductive means. <laughs> ten out of ten. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's so funny.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh,
1: that was it isn't the first time he's done something that made me go. Hmm. Look at him a little sideways. Uh. Remember that kid Ahmed who was uh the clock kid. The he clock built, guy from
2: Dallas. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. He built a clock and he built it in like you know from scratch and because he was a brown Arab kid people thought it was a bomb Mm -hmm.
0: and
1: you know people were like typical texas and they're like you know calling out all the racism that uh that the school had to deal with um and then he was defending texas for some like weird reason and saying well we shouldn't be calling texas this we shouldn't be he was completely just like yeah not
2: everybody from texas is bad like oh my god you're missing the point here." yeah yeah.
1: Right. yeah it was weird it was weird so and then, then I started getting I went down this Stephen and Mill rabbit hole and apparently a lot of the cast members do not like him he is not liked and like I didn't believe this I was like there's no way they don't like him I've seen the video of them hanging out I know Grant Gustin and him are friends and then they were like no they were up to a point point." and then the last crisis episode that they did he was so difficult to work with that like Almost none of them are friends with him anymore. Damn. I I, I like this, I, I, this is on my Twitter. If you could, you there's a thread on my Twitter that's like someone's explaining this, and I'm just like, what? And it, it it was bizarre. And then the actual cast of Arrow, every single person like who's on it, who's worked on it, who's a writer, who's an actor, they're actually having their own like picket march with everybody except for him <laughs> there.
2: Surprise, surprise, right?
1: Yeah. And then Grant Gustin was out there. So, like, all of the people were out there except for except for Ollie. Which is ironic because the green arrow is like the most hippie socialist superhero there is.
2: Correct. He's based on Robin Hood. Right, literally. Come on. Bizarre. Bizarre.
1: (laughs) Um Neek said he was never the brightest person. He was just good for shirtless scenes and fighting Batman villains. That's so true.
2: That's so true. Carl saying saying, uh, Kirk Acevedo from Arrow tweeted this fucking guy about Amel.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's uh, beautiful. Mm-hmm.
1: How to ruin your career in like one interview. And the thing is like, he was like, the thing he said was, I wish that this wasn't public. He didn't even apologize for saying what he was saying. He was just like, I just wish I would have kept this private. Like, bro, you weren't talking to your wife. You were at a panel at, at, a, at a con, and said he this, said this out loud. It's not like he was talking to his wife and somebody, like, recorded it without his, like, knowledge and leaked it. Like, no, bro, you were talking <laughs> to the press, basically. Yeah, he's not
2: bright. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, Oh, Neeks says he was... Oh, and Neeks has a lot of information. He says he was pissed that The Last Crisis revolved around other characters and not mostly him. It was his final episode, and he was a side character in his own finale. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> He, he was a specter. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Mm, it is what it is. Crime me, a River. <laughs> All right. Well, he wasn't the only one, Jazz. Zachary Levi also came out and said that um, <sighs> it was dumb. But, but to be fair, Zachary Levi's thing was a little bit more, I guess, like understandable than Stephen Amell's because, like, he was at a convention, and he's like, yeah, I can't talk about any of my old work, which is dumb. And like, I can I can see how frustrating, uh. I can see how frustrating that would be. Like, you go to a comic con panel, all these people came to see you, and they want to talk about what you've done, and you can't talk about it, right? I can see the frustration in that. He should have worded it a little better, but I can kind of undersee his point
2: i can kind of see it too like you know the work's been done in the past they weren't striking that work back then i i kind of get where he's coming from but yes it does hurt the strike in the long run so therefore he shouldn't do it but yeah that definitely should have been handled better then so okay
1: even a lot of the like influencers and stuff they were like hey i'm going to talk about movies in the past and they were like and then there was a lot of confusion. It was like, well, no, you still can't talk about we it. We had that confusion, yes. yeah. Right? There's there, there a lot of confusion. So I can see the process being dumb and the loss of information being dumb. Uh, but, like, listen, man, you got to stand with your people. This is, like, a, a time like where, like, you got to be united. And, like, right. Jamie Lee Curtis also came out and said, I'm just neutral. I'm just Switzerland in this situation. Like, come on. Switzerland? Like, no, you, you, you're part of SAG. You, 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 you got to you gotta roll with your crew
2: see and every time i hear these people talk i'm like you're also one of the richer people in the situation yeah like you're coming from a place where you are privileged and other people are not so and yeah yeah, in fairness to zachary levi he fully he full-throatedly supported the strike so okay what does that mean? Full throatedly bro. <laughs> you know what? Let's that's just—that's not what we're gonna focus on here. <laughs> we're gonna focus on the part where he supported the strike. Okay.
1: <laughs> I don't know what Carlos is talking about. Oh man. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Uh, I'm still not out of bad news yet, bro. I still got more.
2: <laughs> Bring it on. Let's go.
1: All right, Jazz, You remember when you and me were in a chat room um, and or a group chat? And we got in trouble for not loving or supporting uh, Sound of Freedom.
2: Yeah, I remember that quite well, actually. (laughs)
1: Yeah, so uh, me and jazz like we don't hate the of Freedom. We just didn't like watch it. Uh, and then a lot of our friends were talking about there's like all these conspiracy theories. Okay, not a lot um, of friends. Just one specific friend. Okay, one specific friends. Uh, one person. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. Actually, to be honest, I don't remember. Uh, I met her recently. Okay. Um. Uh, yeah, she hates that I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she does i'm sorry but here's the thing like I, I get it like people watch this movie and they're like whoa this is such a good movie man everyone should watch it which fine totally 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 fine with that but then they're saying you know hollywood's trying to shut this movie down everyone's trying to shut this movie down and there's all these conspiracy mo- uh, theorists around this movie and it's kind of like they're like you know really out there weird qanon like conspiracy theorists uh, and it turned out the guy who financed the movie and his executive produ- producer, um, yeah, he got, like, charged with, like, kidnapping. <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, he's not just, like, you know, some small person. Because I know people are like, oh, well, people, this whole movie was crowdfunded. He was just one supporter. No, he was not one supporter. He gave $5 million of the $15 million they raised for the movie. Yeah. He is one third of the crowdfund. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and Anik just said it in the comments. That's just their marketing. I agree. That's what that's what me and Jazz said. Me and Jazz said, "Hey, yeah, don't take too much stock in this. It's just really, really good marketing." And people were like, "No, you're part of like the Hollywood elites that like want to like hide this under." I'm like, "Yo, our tiny little podcast just hit 1,000. Yo, we're not like doing
2: that. We're not that big, no. And yeah, like when I saw people really defending this movie, I'm like, okay, well, marketing works for you guys. I also know." Going to avoid in the future.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah uh, but no. Um, sound of freedom. That guy did get charged. Um, one thing I do. Oh. Oh, Ms, Ms, here.
1: yeah miss Sh- brown sugar have a comment we love mr brown sugar welcome we haven't seen you in a while she says well the point is you're going to a con and promoting a product the studios continually get rich on every time you mention the name you're helping them yeah correct we Totally agree it's it's a tough spot to be in because you know people paid for this before the strike happened they uh they were contracted to come here before the strike happened and then they couldn't really do anything so while we 100 percent agree with you I could just understand what the frustration is, but like, I feel like right. what he did is not as bad as what Stephen Amell did. <laughs> Stephen Amell was pretty bad.
2: I mean, yeah, he can talk about him being frustrated, but he should not be promoting things. And if he didn't, yeah. then yeah, he, he's absolutely fine talking about how frustrated he is. Good. Yeah. That's a point. It's a strike. Everyone's frustrated. Yeah. So Hollywood, pay your writers, pay your people. Let's get back to work. Yes. Pay And your people. with that said, look who's here. <laughs> Rocky, welcome
1: what? to the show Dude, I don't know if you're like psychic or not But we just ran through like a whole bunch of bad news And now that we're doing happy news, you're here What a surprise
3: Well, the thing is, you don't want too much bad at the same time, right? That, that's why I'm here so Oh, so you're coming with the good
2: to balance it out, got it Yeah, yeah right. <laughs>
1: Love you, bro So we just finished talking about that movie Sound of Freedom And how Yo, one of yeah, the on there movie. yeah one of the producers on there got in trouble for kidnapping, apparently. And oh, yeah, uh, yeah,
3: child kidnapping, I think, was the charge, right? Yeah. Yeah, child mm-hmm.
1: kidnapping. Uh, so, as someone who works in anti money laundering, The Sound of Freedom feels like a huge money laundering operation. Carlos, you work in anti money laundering? Oh my God. Carlos is, such, he seems cooler and cooler. We learn something new every
2: day about Carlos. He's amazing.
1: That <laughs> yeah, is awesome. I, feel, I, I love that, like, people who listen to the podcast, like, they're yeah. like, They get to know some of these characters on the show that are not on the show, but they're on the show because they're always in the chat. (laughs) I really, really love that. Mm
0: -hmm.
3: All right. All right. Um, All right. Now that you're here, let's start with some good news, bro. How you been? First of all, you good? I have been uh, fantastic and it's been too long since I've been on. So I missed you guys for uh, 48 hours. That was (laughs) (laughs) We missed you. Yeah. So I'm glad I'm back on. If, If we don't do this every day, it might get bad for me. (laughs) <laughs> it's like therapy bro
1: you need therapy that's, little... that's
3: exactly right
1: you can talk <laughs> about all your like annoying TV stuff here and then when you go on
3: dates you can talk about things that are worthwhile <laughs> that's exactly right also I just needed to find like a good group of like Sound of Freedom fans so I'm, I'm glad that this is, great. <laughs> this is listen somebody go into his house
1: right now and make sure he's not kidnapping someone there's nobody in his basement <laughs>
2: I'm on my way. <laughs>
3: it's uh it, it's Texas we don't even have that. Oh, you don't even have basements in Texas. Yeah, we don't know. We, even don't have, no. It'll we flood. have to we have to kidnap people in the attic and take them to the attic. That's what we have to do. Oh, okay, okay. okay. I, I'm <laughs> wondering I, I'm pretty sure that person
1: just holding the light for you cuz your lighting is like good for the first time ever. <laughs> it's,
3: I, I think uh you know, you brought up such interesting things when I came on child kidnapping strikes, so automatically, you know, the the mood's lifting here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like let my let me make sure my face
1: is seen now that we're talking about this <laughs> stuff, all right all right let's talk about some fun stuff man let's talk about um fantastic forecasting
3: rumors what are your thoughts rocky this is all you i'm uh i'm sort of looking forward to it vanessa kirby is uh great great casting uh i'm yes. really excited about that i hope it's true and i hope it goes through uh she's a really exciting actress. Uh, I know we're going to talk about Mission Impossible soon, but she was incredible in uh, Dead Reckoning. So that's the one I'm most excited for. The Mr. Fantastic, I got to be honest, I'm actually kind of excited about it because we've got interesting people. I love Matt Smith and I love Dev Patel. I think those are both yeah. very interesting casts. I think I'd be fine with either, even though I do understand the criticism that like Matt Smith might be an obvious choice, but... Mm. The thing is, uh, so a lot of people said
1: that Reed Richards needs to be conventionally good looking, because uh, he's like a scientist, he's a nerd, but he gets like the baddest bitch, right? So like, they're like, he needs to be con- conventionally good looking, uh, and, and their their thing was Matt Smith and Dev Patel aren't, and I'm just like, that's not true. Wait, is
3: is Dev Patel not considered conventionally good looking? I would say he is. He's Indian. Cause,
2: because Don't let the racist that, people then, talk. Like but then, nah,
3: yeah. we should just like pack our bags at that point. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's just nothing to be done here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. All uh, right. And Damon Targaryen, come on, yeah. man. I would love it to be Death Patel. That
1: would that would blow my mind. That'd be so awesome. And also, Matt Smith can do no wrong, in my opinion. Like I am a huge Matt Smith fan from Doctor Who. Uh,
3: my favorite Doctor. He is my favorite Doctor too. I love him. Mm-hmm. He's so Matt Smith, eleventh,
2: best Doctor ever
1: yeah yeah i mean i, I love me some 10th doctor but david Tennant is also amazing but no matt smith is, is my favorite doctor uh, <laughs> so i think david Tennant is the better actor but matt smith is the better doctor that's 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 my that's my hot take
3: that's interesting okay because if you see the purple I mean, man and so jessica jones
1: dude too. purple man and jessica jones is probably the best oh, incredible. In the oh yeah
3: Hey. I don't know if you've ever seen the Casanova uh, show that David Tennant did back in the day with uh, also with Russell T Davies, uh, great great show. Oh no,
1: I haven't uh, actually. It's interesting,
3: uh, but yeah, th- and I think there was a third person in that mix too. I don't remember who the third person, but these were the. Oh, two I think ones. Adam Driver. They still want to get him, even though he's refused it twice. But I think they're still. Oh, a white guy that's not conventionally good looking. <laughs> so <just> like, <laughs> <laughs> you're you're going to get the Adam. The Adam Driver stands on you. Hey, just <laughs> he's not conventionally it. looking. doesn't mean he's not good looking you can you can, be, fair, fair. You can be good looking uh,
1: what's to say what's conventional still um yeah i don't know it looks really good um they got some guy for the uh human torch also the guy from stranger things
3: yeah apparently that's a rumor originally like there's a rumor that like jack quaid was gonna quaid. be yeah, that was a rumor too and then, you know, uh, then it was, oh, no, the, you know, the scooper got confused. I think Jeff Snyder was the one that broke the scoop, I think. And he was like, oh, no, it's actually Joseph Quinn, not Jack Quaid. So that could be interesting. Um, yeah, I think we, like, it's been, what, a couple of years now, I think, since we've had these rumors. So, yeah, I'm I'm down to see what they do. You know, Matt uh, Shackman uh, seems like an interesting filmmaker. Uh, I don't know how, folks, you guys have felt about the recent MCU stuff, but I've kind of... You know, taking a backseat, but you know, maybe if this turns out to be interesting, I'll hop back on. Yeah.
2: yeah. Real quick, I need to go take on my dog, so I'm going to hop off. But uh, sure. I may come back, may not. We'll see.
1: All right, all right, sure, Daz. So, so Rocky, uh, they haven't said anything about the thing, though. And like people are really pushing for the thing to be cast as a the Jewish person. But yeah, they,
3: I did read that. Yeah, yeah. But all they said is they're looking for a fat white guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's all they said. I mean, my. You know, Michael Chiklis just gave such a wonderful performance. I love Michael Chiklis. Have you seen The Shield? Uh, y- yes, huge, massive, massive Shield fan.
1: Oh, my God. Uh, that is one of the grittiest cop shows I've ever seen. And Michael
3: Chiklis is, like, insanely good in that. God, so good in that. You know, I looking back at those two sort of Fantastic Four movies, I do think they have, like, a certain charm to them. I'm not trying to rehabilitate sort of old superhero movies, but I think there's a little – Charm to them—that's like you know, sort of missing today. I think that movie
1: was before his time because I feel like the same people who were cast in that movie right. were cast in this timeline with a better director could pull that off like crazy.
3: Chris Evans, incredible Human Torch, Jessica Alba—you know, just, just sublime as Invisible Woman. Yeah, um, and like Silver Surfer, man. Like the the rent. I mean, this, we're talking what two thousand six, I think, or seven when the Rise of the Silver Surfer came out. Like, the CGI is impeccable on Silver Surfer. Like, it looks incredible. The whole New York action sequence with uh, him and the Human Torch, like, holds up very well. It really does. And um, also, like... The guy who plays Doctor Doom, he was a fantastic Doctor Doom, right? I uh, may- maybe we are just rehabilitating those two movies. You know what? Let's bring it back. Those movies are great. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I mean, look, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. They're just before their time. Like, like they were part of the campy universe, and it, it went a little, it went too hard in the campy direction. Maybe it's because sort of like, I guess you and I were part of the generation that grew up with that, that and Ben yeah. Affleck's No Devil and, uh, you know, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man and, you know, I go a little, if you go further back a little bit, you know, X-Men and Blade. So I think that there's a, there's a little bit of sort of interesting transitions in those movies. I would throw Angley's Hulk in there. Yeah. Um which I thought, Sort of visually very interesting films that you don't really get anymore.
1: Yeah, yeah. That was very interesting choice for a director. That's the same guy who did Brokeback Mountain. So, she go from Brokeback yeah, yeah. Mountain. Yeah, yeah. and of wow. course,
3: the masterpiece that is uh, Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> just just wild. Uh so I thought that was interesting. Um I don't know. Uh I'd really really be interested, but once they cast this, I think that's when the MCU is going to be back. Like the Fantastic Four, uh, I think is going to be a big part of like the next universe and they say that the storyline is going to start in the 60s and then they're going to somehow teleport into the 2000s
3: via like kind of like captain america i remember reading uh this was i mean years ago that peyton reed who's the director of the ant-man movies uh had a pitch for fantastic four that which you know and that pitch was essentially them making it big and you know starting in the 60s and then being lost in the quantum realm and then coming back to present day i don't know if that's still they're out they're going or you know they're doing something else but i'm 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 sort of in for like a 60s caper with uh with the fantastic four i think it would be fun yeah i think it'd be interesting i don't know
1: i'm i'm really really excited to see where it goes cuz like the other question is like it would be an origin movie
3: or how often would you explain where they've been this whole time? <laughs> right, exactly. Right. I mean, clearly they got stuck somewhere else, whether it's in like space or the, like where quantum realm, whatever it is. Yeah. So I'm, uh, yeah, I'll be interested to see what happens. And then of course we've got the new Deadpool movie coming up and the how, however that's supposed to tie into everything. So I'm very curious. Cause like yeah, it's going to be an interesting few years for sure. Because
1: fantastic four with all the 20th century Fox with uh, X-Men.
3: Right. Exactly.
1: Cool. Yeah. So they can make references to that in the Deadpool without
3: without hesitation. I'm I'm you get to see Hugh Jackman in the yellow suit. So, you know, I, I'm, there's uh, heavy rumors of uh, Ian McCallan and Patrick Stewart coming back again. And, you know, there's there's just, I think, a charm to that old cast. Yeah, I would love to see James Marsden back. As, oh, uh, as, as Cyclops, I just saw him in Jury Duty and he was fantastic in that. Dude, uh, I love Jury Duty. Okay, I think we can promote Jury Duty because I don't think it's
1: part of a studio. Jury Duty is such a great, sh- like, little,
3: like, I don't know, experiment is what you call it? It's so good. and no, it's uh, amazing. Do, do you want to give, like, a quick synopsis of what the concept is?
1: Okay, so basically what happens is this guy – was selected to be part of a documentary. The documentary is on jury duty. So he's like, okay, they're just going to film what he's doing during jury duty. Uh, so he goes into jury duty and he's hoping he doesn't get picked. He ends up getting picked. A few other people get picked. James Marsden, Cyclops, is there and he's trying to get out of it and he gets caught. And then like, basically, they're all part of a jury duty. There's a bunch of people and Cyclops basically is a alternate. But what turns out, It's not real. Everyone is an actor. The judge is an actor. The security guard is an actor. All of the other jury uh, duty people are actors. Only one guy is a real person, and like all his experiences, all these weird things happens, and everyone just like, it's just bizarre. It's so bizarre, and this they picked a great guy to prank this on because he was such a good guy.
3: He's such a lovely person, isn't he? Like just. Truly a model citizen in every way, it was really,
1: really good. And um, then it, I would highly recommend people watch that. I don't I forgot what channel it's on. So. It's, so it's on Amazon Prime. Oh, then maybe we shouldn't have brought it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: My bad. Uh, I thought it was on like T V phobia or some weird channel like that. Yeah, I think so I saw it on Amazon Prime. I don't, I think that was the studio that had it. I'm not sure what it was originally on. Or, or maybe they just did produce it actually. No, but, I, think, um, I think
1: some other company, some like really like Tubi or something like that, did it. And then Amazon bought it off them to distribute got it. Got Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Freebie, I think it's called F R E E. Okay.
3: I think they were the ones who did it. I thought um, it was a very interesting like sociological experiment. But also, I was sort of worried about, I guess, how they would do the prank because it's like three weeks of a person's life where, you know, yeah. you're a whole host of people are lying to them. But I thought it was done really tastefully. Like really well, and and at the end it was like just super heartwarming. I think it's a very good feel good show. That's like uh you know some good interesting commentary on our judicial system, and uh, definitely definitely recommend. it. Yeah, it was very much Truman Show vibes as yes, uh, yes. in the comments. Uh, yes, yeah, it, was, it was
1: it was insane. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, it, Prime airs freebie shows. Primo is another one. Yeah, oh, another got, one. got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So, okay. Before we got sidetracked, what were we talking about? What were we ta- were, we, we talking were talking about, about, about Marvel, we Marvel
3: and uh, the X-Men. That's how we got to James Marvel. Oh, the X-Men. Yeah, yeah. yeah so,
1: yeah. yeah. I actually went and rewatched Guardians of the Galaxy because it's now on Disney+. Plus. Um, oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. It is better the second time around, bro. I... Wait, are you talking about Volume 3?
0: Volume
3: 3. Volume three. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... I... It was... I really, really liked it because it's... I mean, I, I forgot where I read this, but um, I mean, great science fiction in general is supposed to have heavy themes and make you, you know, contemplate certain things. I think a lot of this stuff, even though it was like sort of heavy and a little dark for family friendly movies, but just yeah. extremely tastefully done. Um, and, you know, made you feel the impact of, uh, I guess, a lot of the topics, such as animal abuse and that sort of thing, but didn't yeah. go overboard. And I think it was. Yeah, I think this is what movies should do. They should, you know, they should promote They
1: really should. I didn't cry when I watched it in the theaters because I guess, like, I don't really, like, do that in person. But, like, I was watching it, like, last night in my house. And I was just, like, the scene where, like, Lila gets shot and, like, he's just crying. And then, like, Floor is, like, rocket, Floor, teeth, go now. And, like, she's singing like a toddler. So it's, like, a little toddler saying, let's go now. It was, like, so crushing and what happens is like they said they all react to fear in like different ways whereas like rocket fights and attacks them floor wants to leave so she's like rocket t floor go now rocket t floor go now and just stands there and freeze. so it's like flight fight freeze that's what all three of them did when lila died and i was just like bro i just blew my mind i'm just
3: like this is so well done it's I think it's sort of reminiscent of what the MCU used to be. Uh, I think um, it's probably the best looking MCU film in, in a since, while. I, I can't even remember. It's probably since Guardians
1: too, honestly. But, to, be, to be fair, I know a lot of people don't like it. I think Eternals
3: is a very good looking film. I, I, I think so. Too. I think... Um, there's, because I think Chloe Zhao and rightfully so, like she shoots on a lot of real locations. I think there's a lot of like interesting backlighting going on there. I think it's a very good looking film. Good looking film. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean the, you know, you can talk about the, the the content and how stuff plays out, and that's the whole thing together. But like it, it does have some really sort of visually striking shots. Yeah. All um, right. No, it was it was really good. Um... I gotta rewatch it. It's it's been a while. I only saw it in the theater, so I might be due for rewatch.
1: Yeah, I would definitely, definitely recommend uh, d- giving it a re- rewatch. It was pretty good, pretty that's, good. Uh, that's going to be next on the list. Yeah, um, all right. um, Miss Marvel came back around on TV this week, which was pretty crazy. So they had it air on ABC on network television, which means that the writers and the actors will get more residuals for that. So that's interesting. Fantastic. That's uh, like I- honestly,
3: that's that's the best news.
1: Yeah, Another. I was really happy about that. I was like, "Okay, cool," because they're putting it on network TV and on ABC, and more people get to see it. But they did this weird thing where they they promoted Miss Marvel and the Marvels in
3: the same commercials. I never seen them do oh, that before. Okay. That was really really cool. Some, so uh, some good brand synergy there. Uh, were, did you like uh, Secret Invasion? Did you did you enjoy that? You obviously don't listen to our podcast because we well, shit on that show I'm, for the last I'm, three I will tell episodes. I you that I am five episodes behind
1: is what I Okay, okay. Dude, uh, we did not like – we started off really, really loving Streak Invasion because we thought there was so much potential there. Right. Um, last
3: three episodes, we were just – we had a huge change of hearts. We did not like it. Yeah, that's why I kept. I haven't seen it yet. Um, I I sort of I guess fell off the MCU wagon for a little bit because it was just too much to keep up. Uh, just being, I feel like they're now having the same problems that comic books are having. The had is that there's too much content. People don't know where to start. Yeah, and it's, it's becoming a little, a little too, a little too much. So I'm I'm glad they're scaling back a bit. You know, look, we need all types of movies to be successful. Right? Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, there is. There's something to be said for, uh, you know, the Marvel movies are keeping theaters alive. So I think there's a space for them. But I'm glad that we're getting sort of different kinds of movies. That's that's a healthy movie market
1: this month alone. Like not just including Bar- Barbenheimer, but also like TMNT, Mutant Ninja Turtles, Super Mario. There's a few non uh, Disney IPs that are that are doing well. So,
3: um, you know, we're talking about uh, Sound of Freedom. <laughs> Sound of
1: Freedom. <laughs> oh man we're gonna get these people out they're gonna come after us man listen we have no problem with that movie okay we just have a problem with the conspiracy theorists. it's kind of like uh, rolling our eyes at them uh rocky yeah, is the conspiracy theorist
3: yeah <laughs> no we, need, we we need we need jim caviezel back as jesus in uh passion of the christ too <laughs> that's what i want to, yep. to jesus to christ i would like be a big jim caviezel fan the count of Monte Cristo was one of my favorite movies oh yeah that's a that's a banger man yeah yeah, yeah. Oh uh yeah, let's 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 get that uh, Passion of the Christ sequel going. Let's let's move it. <laughs> the sequel. <laughs> we, you know, Mel Gibson's mentioned that a couple times that he wants to make a sequel to that movie and he has got a lot of ideas. You know, we've got Ridley Scott doing Gladiator two, so like you know, let's 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 get it. Let's let's get Caviezel back. I, I don't know <laughs> how would that work would wouldn't jesus need to come back first or are we just going to like i, I maybe it's like uh you know the the <laughs> this is one day this is when they depart from the book like game of thrones oh god
1: <laughs> all right all right uh, um, I, let's switch to another show have you seen this new show called my adventures
3: with superman is actually really really well done yeah. It's really sweet, and as a massive Superman fan, it really warms my heart. I think it, the characterization's great. I think Lois Lane in it is fantastic. I think the world is great. I'm having a blast watching that show. It reminds me of, like, Avatar the Last Airbender in the Superman world. Like, the actual yes. the
1: animation, that's what it reminds me of. And there's a lot of, like... I guess, like, redesigns of, like, villains and stuff.
0: Yes, <laughs> even, yes, yes.
1: Even Superman, I feel like, is a little different. And, you know, Jimmy Olsen black. I think uh, Lois is Asian. You uh, right, can't really right. tell, but, like, I think it's, like, implied – um, okay gotcha, really gotcha. really cool um I, I i the animation is really cool it takes a while to get used to it because like i'm used to the 90s animation from like you know sure, the...
3: were you ever a fan of the uh uh the the fly cartoons from the 40s do you know what i'm talking about like super friends no no like superman with like the it was called the adventures of superman it was called the, from the Fleischer. it was the one where he has the s on the red shield so remember in Superman and Lois when he's wearing that costume in the beginning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A direct reference to that the '40s cartoon. Oh, I uh, didn't know that was a cartoon. I thought that yeah, was that's like of the you know, comic. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Uh, yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: I know what you're talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. Where he yeah, fights
3: yeah. like a big those big mechanical uh, yeah. monsters and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Changes yeah, yeah. in the phone booth. uh, You know, all like that good stuff. I remember that now. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, there's yeah. there's a certain kind of wholesome quality to Superman that, like, I think this show brings back and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm there for it.
1: Yeah. I, it did get a weird a little weird for me the first episode when he does, like, a costume change and he turns
3: out, like, Sailor Moon. He's just getting his, like, super costume. Yeah. I thought that yeah, was a little weird. I, kind of like, I, I, I sort of like my superheroes a little more tactile. Uh, yeah. You know, I, you know, I was – even the whole nanotech stuff in the MCU, I was like, eh, I, I just like the physical tangibility of things yeah um, i i like the classic shirt rip i, I guess yeah I'm a, yeah I'm so me too
1: me too um uh, it's a, it's a it's a good it's a good tv show I, I i i would say go watch it it's pretty cool um yeah i think oh uh another stuff in news Hassan Minaj is supposed to be uh rumored to be the next host for the daily show.
3: I would absolutely love that. I think he'd be great at it. Um, You know, I I think both of us were sort of religious watchers of the Patriot Act. I think I love Patriot Act. I was there. I was that a few tapings. Oh, nice. How was it? It's really fun. It, It happens just like
1: the show. It's not like they have like several takes. They do the whole thing in one take. And then at the end, they'll like redo one or two scenes if they didn't come out right and they'll tell the audience but they but but hasan minaj just goes through it man he just rips through that whole thing like pretty much yeah pretty much he did the whole thing live and then like they came back and they were like okay we have to do we didn't get the sound right or something was wrong when this happened so we need you to do that or they said hey can you use this joke instead and like i think like they tried two or three different jokes that like they're like in case the network doesn't accept this joke Mm. like can you go back and do this one but other than that like it's not like a taping where they do, like, everything, and then you go on to the next scene, then the next scene, then the next scene. It was really, like, a run-through. The only breaks he gets is, like, when they're showing something on the video.
3: Incredible. Wow. Yeah, it's literally like a TED Talk. Like, he does it the whole way through. You know, I, I did go to his um, last stand-up, uh, actually, here in uh, uh, uh Was it The King's Jester? Was the yeah. It was, I was, so I, I guess I had not seen too much of his tandem, So I kind of walked in a little blind and I really liked it. I thought he had some great stories. Um, his his entire segment on the, the so- the Saudi consulate and all of that is that just was wild. I mean, really wild and incredible stuff. He's so banned I from
1: Saudi Arabia. That's bizarre. That's so wild. I didn't know that Arabia could do that, man. You, Muslims have well, to go uh, there.
3: <laughs> that's when, you know, you're doing things right. That's <laughs> Yeah.
1: That's wow! Uh,
3: incredible, yeah. I'd be I'd be over the moon if he got it. I think he, he's a great replacement. I think he'd be great.
1: Yeah, that's cool. Um, any other things you want to talk about? Anything that happened this week that you want to discuss or the, that we haven't gotten, over yet, gotten uh, over yet?
3: I'm not sure if you folks uh, went over uh, Barbie grossing a, a billion, but that was no,
1: uh, we didn't. But congrats to Barbie. We did talk a little bit about, about Barbie, but not that it actually grossed a billion. That's mm-hmm. awesome. She's the first female director to to gross that much.
3: Man, I'm I'm so excited for Greta Gerwig. That's uh, wonderful. You know, I hope this sort of opens because I think the big message here to take away, I think, from the whole Barbenheimer thing is, you know, there's an audience for adult movies. There's an audience for female movies. Uh, there's an audience for, you know, counter-programming. And if you yes. make them and you make them well and you market them, people will show up. Exactly. Like the marketing was done so
1: well for this movie. And I love the fact, and this is me because I'm petty and you know me. I, I, I love to be petty. Yeah. The fact that like their savior movie for the year was the flash and it was the worst movie they, they did. And then Barbie saved the WV.
3: That's just wild. Oh that I mean isn't isn't that just wonderful? Uh yeah. you know, I mean I mean the the weird thing was I remember walking out of the flash and thinking I uh, and I was like yeah it's it's fine I, you know decent time but yeah uh, I'm glad that it was sort of Barbie that brought things along and I you know two years ago I never would have called it but this is just great this is just great to see I, I, think, uh, a, I think a lot of it is just meme culture
0: <laughs> like, yes, the, oh absolutely people
1: uh, are like man eh, let's just let's just you know let's just wouldn't it be funny if we picked Donald Trump as president? Wouldn't it be funny if we oh let Barbie beat Oppenheimer? That's the kind of generation we are these days.
3: <laughs> like my mom's going to go see it tomorrow and she maybe goes to the theater like, you know, maybe three or four times a year max.
1: Oh, that's funny. Uh,
3: so, yeah, I'm, I'm glad, man, like for, for, for both movies, honestly. I mean, I have not seen, you know, packed crowds in theaters to see like a three hour biopic and, you know, since who knows when. I have never seen people watch two movies in one day. That's just like wild. I remember, like that used to be a thing in like you know two thousand six to like two thousand nine. Yeah. That were you know that was we used like, to sneak yeah. into theaters. I remember
1: you go to one and you just hop into the next
3: one. Next one, Oh, God. the yeah, uh, that was fun. Sorry, I I sort of spaced out thinking about the good old days. The good old days. <laughs> no, no, that's good. Uh, okay.
1: All right, well, we're at the top of the hour. So if you don't have anything else, uh that's the end of the show, man. Thank you for coming on the show. Always appreciate you. You're welcome every Sunday. Just we just talk about you missed all the bad
3: news that we talked about. There's tons of it. But oh, go man. back. <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: it, uh, I, I'm assuming I like because of the mention, I missed the Stephen Amell stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. We we yeah, mentioned yeah. the Stephen Amell stuff. We mentioned uh Uh, Angus Cloud, who died in uh, Euphoria. We talked about Paul Rubens passing away. Um, So a lot of the sad parts (laughs) we (laughs) kind of just already talked about. Uh, But yeah, did you hear about the rumor there
3: might be a Wonder Woman 3 with Gal Gadot? So I saw that she said that. So I will say, so the interview she gave was recorded earlier because they can't do any interviews or promotions because of the strike now. So this was a while back. I think I'll say this while I'm rooting for the DCU, I'm rooting for James Gunn and I, and I like his work. I think there's still such a lack of clarity in what's going on and how this uni- new universe is taking shape. And I get that part of the problem is because, you know, they got still, they had flash and they had Aquaman too, which is still hasn't come out yet. Yeah. You can't say that, you know, it's we're, you know, we're it's, it's over. We're, you know, dusting this and starting afresh because they're going to tank. But, um, it's sort of – I think that's really the problem is we're not sure what exactly is going on because first it was, you know, uh, Superman Legacy is going to start it afresh, but then Blue Beetles kind of part of it somehow, and we have Creature Commandos coming. So there's still – I'm not quite sure what exactly is
1: is the move. It's it's bizarre right now. Um, and, I yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it's just one of those things where they're like, if we say Aquaman isn't part of the universe and we're going to start scratch right after Aquaman – that movie is going to lose so much money.
3: Oh, man. Speaking of, uh, you know, Aquaman, poor James Wan had to be rushed to the ER uh, uh, last week. Uh, no way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I don't know what exactly the, the issue was, but they'd, he'd made an Instagram post about it. But I think he's doing better now. I mean, that film's been troubled for so long. It's been through, I think, like three rounds of reshoots because yeah. it, it's been. Three changing of the guards at at Warner Brothers at this point, so I can't imagine. Also, the Amber Heard stuff that people wanted her
1: taken out of the movie
3: movie, it's just I mean you know there's there's a part that there was the the Walter Hamada stuff where he wanted Michael Keaton to sort of be the Nick Fury of the universe and build that, then that got yeah. chucked out. They brought back Ben Affleck briefly, now that's chucked out. So you know who, who knows what's happening now, but you know I I kind of really liked the first one. I think the first one was great, sort of super pulpy um you know uh unabashed comic bookiness and i'm rooting for james Wan. i'm a big fan of his but like you know i hope he's doing better and you know I'm, i'm still rooting for the movie
1: all right, all right. Well, we'll see how that comes out. Well, that's all we got for this week, guys. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Thank you, all the people that joined in the comments. Thank you, everybody, that joined on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Don't forget to like, share, comment, subscribe. Most of all, give us a good review. We only got like eight reviews on like Spotify. Hit us up with the five stars. Hit us up with the five stars, man. Get, us a, few, get a few more up there. It takes, a, it takes one second. It takes one second. All right? <laughs> anyway, thank you guys for joining us. And until next time, guys, salam, nerds.